Cinderella Part 2, T'Challa and Reader, by Wakanda Forever. Was he fine, girl? See, si, tell us. The ladies you worked with all crowded around you in the laundry room like fangirls at a One Direction meet and greet. The place you usually sought out for peace and quiet was now occupied fully by hounding women, thirsty for a description of the long-whispered-about prince so that they could finally put a face to their fantasies. And you could have given it to them. You could have told them how even at a glimpse at the crack of dawn he still looked ethereal, crafted by divine fingertips on a different celestial body far away from this unworthy planet. You could have told them how his milky smooth timbre was heart-stopping, even when he muttered monosyllabic formalities like, thanks. How even princes went to sleep shirtless and under royal garb lied lip-biting temptation in the form of abs whittled by the most skilled of carpenters. You could have told them all of that. Just like you could have told them that he was a damn good dancer. The best you'd ever had the pleasure of getting lost in a song with. You could have told them that because you danced with him last night, and it was a feeling you would never forget. But when he opened the door, it seemed as though the memory in his mind had already slipped behind. Now disappointment settled where the butterflies had been, even after you tried to reason with yourself that he'd had no reason to commit your face to memory. After all, he was a prince, as you now knew, and you were just a girl with whom he shared a single dance, one of many. Interrupting your thoughts came a red acrylic snap. Hello! It was Yvette, your closest comrade within the staff, bringing you back down to earth. Come on, girl, tell us something, she implored. You're the only one who gets to see him all up close and personal since the king don't want everybody in business. So what's he like? What she said was true. Only one housekeeper was assigned to the floor of the king and his son, and that one had been you. At first, you'd been a little excited yourself, but now you wanted nothing more than to hand the responsibility off to someone else. You couldn't stand to see his face again, feeling everything from that night while he felt nothing but the need for more towels. You are going to just say something to get them off your back. You opened your mouth to speak and everyone leaned in with excitement. That's exactly when one of the housekeeper's receivers rang on the wall. Ay, Dios mío! Risa threw her hands up in exasperation, then whizzed over to go answer it. Don't you say a word without me! You rolled your eyes at how much of a big deal it was being made out to be, while everyone else watched Risa, waiting impatiently for her to hang up the phone. Housekeeping, she greeted. There was a pause, and then her eyes grew three sizes. Hurry up! Yvette hissed. Risa scowled at her, then mouthed to room. It's the prince. A series of whispers and giggles followed, and despite your not even meaning to, you perked up as well. The room was starting to get loud, so Risa shushed everyone before going back to talking with the royal man of the hour. Sorry, your highness, what was that? You need soap. 
Oh, rise away, so. No, thank you. She hung up and then squealed at the top of her lungs. Now everyone was rushing her with questions. What does he sound like? And you were grateful for the diversion, but now you had to go back to his room for a second time. Why didn't he ask for his damn soap to begin with? You were starting to think that maybe forgetful was just one of his personality traits. Groaning, you grabbed a fresh bar of soap from one of the neglected carts, then dragged your feet out of the laundry room before anyone could notice you slip away. You told yourself you would make it quick, just hand him the soap and leave. You wouldn't even look him in the face. His smooth, brown, and handsome, breathtaking, and beautiful face. Nope, you would just ignore it. The elevator ride to the very top was a long one but with few stops, since it was so early in the morning. As you waited, you examined yourself in the mirrors surrounding the lift and became self-conscious. Maybe he didn't recognize you because you looked so different. Last night's wild curls were now gelled back into the required work button. Instead of a red dress and heels, you now wore an unflattering housekeeping gown with a third-grade picture day stockings and all white tennis shoes, without concealer covering your dark circles under your eyes from last night's studying, working and studying while working. You barely recognized yourself. Who was he to recognize you? On the workout room floor, the elevator came to a halt. You tore your attention away from your reflection and on stepped a young woman clad in a green sports bra with matching spandex. Her brow was wrinkled with post-workout intensity as she dabbed her sweat away while somehow managing to still look put together. You nodded toward her as the doors closed and the two of you began your ascension. Early morning workout? You typically weren't one for small talk, but you right then needed a distraction. The woman nodded, taking a swig from her water bottle, but she didn't bother looking over at you. Perhaps she wasn't up for conversation. You returned to checking yourself out in the mirror and felt relieved once you heard the ding and watched the woman get off on the floor before yours. Now you just had to get through the next awkward encounter. The elevator started up again and the next ding fell in tandem with your nervous heartbeat. Quick, you remind yourself. Quick and painless. That's all it would be. You stepped out into the hall, working the soap bar back and forth between your two hands. The distance to his door seemed longer now for some reason. You advanced slowly, the bright and busy pattern of the carpet triggering a slight headache. Still, walking slowly was no match for the inevitable. And once again, you were face to face with the heavy hardwood door. This time, though, you knew who was on the other side and that made all the difference. You knocked softly. Maybe he wouldn't hear you and you could walk away saying that you tried. All hope for that outcome was lost when you heard the clank of the door latch followed by the turn of the knob. He opened up. Don't look at his face. You held out the soap. Just take it and go. He stood there waiting. God, why isn't he moving? He said your name. 
Your breath hitched and you looked up hesitantly to see him smiling down. He put on a shirt, but you didn't need to see his body to feel absolutely seduced by that moment. All you needed was his face and his memory and the sound of him saying your name. The sound of him remembering. You wanted to say his name too, just to see if it tasted as sweet as he made your sound. Then maybe you two would have something else in common. Your mouth lingered open, searching for a whisper from a past life where you two already knew each other well. Nothing came to you, and he could tell you were struggling, so he supplied you with the flavor name you needed. T'Challa. He told you. T'Challa. You repeated. T'Challa. T'Challa tasted like honey. T'Challa tasted like a name you wanted a reason to say more often. After names were out of the way, the two of you still had so much else to say. I, you, you spoke over each other, laughed about it, and then did it all over again. Conversation proved more cumbersome than cavorting, but neither of you minded it at all. It was just a new dance the two of you would have to learn together. T'Challa pushed the door in a little, then looked over his shoulder. His father had come over from his suite, and he didn't look happy. T'Challa, you hear me talking to you. You should be ready by now. We have meetings, son. T'Challa sighed. I know, Baba. I know buts. And why are you hanging around the door that way? Who is there? Is it Nakia? Nakia, he thought. She wasn't even in America. No, Baba. It is just housekeeping. He looked at your face after he said the words, hoping you understood how and why he couldn't tell the whole truth. You pursed your lips but said nothing. Well, get what you need and shut the door so we can go. T'Challa's father boomed again. He tried to say goodbye before he left, to leave you with a time and place to meet again, one that didn't involve soap or towels. He didn't get a chance. His father, ever the most impatient, grabbed T'Challa by the arm, slammed the door and left you standing stupidly on the other side. You felt a lot of emotions as you stood there. You were filled with a lot more questions, but you didn't mull over any of it. You'd save all of that for later because... You were sure you'd see him again, so you decided you'd spend your time, until then, repeating the name, letting it roll around and melt on your tongue like a Hershey's kiss. T'Challa. You danced on your way to the elevator. <laughs>